0: 13 now. Tonight, we have Flo all the way from San Antonio somewhere, chilling. Yep. We got Rafael in LA counting down the days until Kobe retires. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Who's going to retire first, Kobe or Omar Bravo?
1: I think Kobe's done already, so I I don't see Omar Bravo retiring anytime. Or, I mean, within this season.
0: He got, a, he, just, he got an extension, didn't he? Yeah,
1: he just signed a contract extension, so I don't see him leaving this season, maybe in mm-hmm. a year. I
0: yeah, will see. But uh, tonight we're going to cover the bells and then the call-ups that were officially announced after all these leaks happened over the last week, which allegedly did not please the new coach, Juan Carlos Sodio. But what, what, what did he expect? Is, I mean, is anyone surprised that these leaks are happening? Rafa, do you, I mean, this is pretty much the norm, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I think when it comes to League of IMAX, everything's just very transparent. Uh, media has a very good relationship with a lot of these players, a lot of these uh, club presidents and coaches. And all it takes is really just a text message or a WhatsApp message, and you already know what's going on. Uh Maybe should it change? Perhaps uh, it doesn't look good when we already know half the team, and you know we're still two days away from from knowing what the team is. But at the end of the day, that's just how Mexican soccer is. I guess you don't really see it anywhere else in the world, but Mexican soccer. Uh, it's, it's not. It's not just the players. It's formations. It's everything. We already know the starting lineup before before the match even begins. So. I don't know. It's just how the guy and some Mexican soccer works, I guess.
0: Yeah, well, that's. I mean, that's pretty much the norm, like you're saying. I mean, he's, Juan Carlos is in, like a uh, He's out there tweeting the lineup 24 hours before, which made it real nice. It's people who try to cover the game because it's like, all right, well, I knew a full day ahead of what was gonna happen. Not anymore, though. Not anymore. All right, so let's start talking Urupelos with Bundesliga rafa did you get a chance to see uh
1: marco fabian i only got to see the first game i didn't really get to see the second one Uh, i know it was a scoreless draw but the first one uh i saw his his cameo appearance he he was quite impressive uh he again he basically just inspired the winner late on Uh, beautiful nutmeg and just a beautiful play at the end uh, that eventually led to the winner uh but i'm excited uh We spoke about this extensively last time, about just how good he is technically, and he showed that. Um, I hope that he he continues to get a start. Uh, He'll play on Saturday, if I'm not mistaken, so uh, we'll see if he gets a
0: start. Flo, you think Chivas are missing him right now?
2: Um... I mean, well, the way they, yeah, the way they started the season, yeah. I mean, they brought in a good replacement, but they're, they're definitely struggling for goals. So Fabian, he could always, you know, hit that crazy long shot from out of nowhere. Um, so, yeah, I, I, they may be missing him.
0: What did you think of his move going to Bundesliga?
2: I think it was a long time coming. Um, I think he's wanted to go for so long. I, I, was, I was happy for him i was very happy for him um and I, I hope it worked out for him um so far i think he's played pretty well uh i like i like uh that he's getting playing time and a big league like the german league so i, I hope i hope he, it works out for him
0: yeah and i saw the game his uh the start and i had the two I had the dual screens going i had two on one screen i had Marco markon on the other screen but he played well i mean they're as much as they don't want to say, as much as they don't want to say it, but they're a little bit in a relegation battle, and he, it was a one-one draw, like Rafa was saying. But he played well. He was active. I think the final statistic was he ran about eleven kilometers during the match, so he had the impressive work rate. Right? And it seems like he's going to be starting. Like he's going to be one of the attacking mids going forward for his team now. So, yeah, like you guys are saying, he plays on a Saturday, eight thirty. Well, eight thirty Central Time which leaves you an hour after the game to get ready for the big game. And well, I guess we'll talk about it now. Chicharito it's going to be Bayer Leverkusen versus Bayern Munich. And the game's going to be on over-the-air Fox. So not even on Fox Sports. It's going to be on regular Fox. And it's, I'm, I'm calling, I mean, everyone's predicting right now, but it's going to be the the most watched Bundesliga game in uh, history in the U.S.
1: Yeah, you actually tweeted that, the stat where it said that this past game was the most watched Bundesliga game, so this game will probably beat that
0: well, i guarantee
1: <laughs> yeah it's it's huge i am quite excited to be honest uh, it's not often where you get to watch a uh, big european game uh, on national television on you know on normal television on the air television uh, it doesn't require cable uh, we see that with the with n b c and the premier League. Uh, but this one's big because we already know there's a the Chicharito factor, which is one thing, and then uh, you have the Bayern Munich factor, which is the other. Uh, they're arguably the most popular team or most followed team in Germany here in the United States, so it, I'm excited. It should be a great game, and, and people don't realize there's there's a lot in, a lot on stake for, for Bayer Leverkusen. I mean, uh, it's not do or die for them, but if they get a point or even a win against Bayern Munich, it'll be huge, and they'll uh, in the race to a top 4 finish. So this is a, g- a must-watch game.
0: It's going to I mean it, it, on, everyone's going to watch it. They got they can watch it, take a nap, and then the Super Bowl still won't be on for a while. <laughs> but yeah, it's a big game. They, you know, Bayer Leverkusen's in 4th place right now, 31 points. But Shaw goes right behind him at 30. And then they got Hertha Berlin a couple points ahead of him, so it's gonna to be tough, and every time I look at the Bundesliga standings, I always look at the goal difference. Bayern has a plus 41 goal difference. <laughs> no, only one other team in the Bundesliga has more than 30 goals sc- scored, or two other teams. So that's just insane. But yeah. um, yeah, like, like Flo, I know you're a big Chicharita fan, like everyone else here you think he's going to get another Team of the Week card for FIFA or what? Oh, man.
2: Uh, <laughs> I think he has to get hat-tricks to get uh, Team of the Week cards. He's gotten two braces uh, this year and no Team of the Week cards. So other other players get Team of the Week cards. with having a goal and assist, two goals. But Chicharito, he has to score like six goals in two weeks to get a, a Team of the Week
0: card. I think if we get to a, a brace against Bayern Munich, I think we'll get a team of the week, card.
2: We'll see, man. It's gonna be tough. Uh, I just, I just hope it's a good game. I hope they don't, I hope they don't get routed four to one, four nothing, or something like that. You know, Bayern every week they have the ability to just blow out anyone in in the Bundesliga. So we'll, we'll see what happens.
0: And I know, like Rafa was saying that Bayern Munich are one of the most followed teams, but as of a couple weeks ago out of the top the top seven most watched Bundesliga games well I guess not with, with with last week we're saying out, out of the top eight seven of them are all Chicharito games and none no. of them were over the air they were all on Fox Deportes or FS1 so
2: yeah, it's, it's gonna no be record breaking
0: yeah no surprise at all no surprise whatsoever so expect high very high ratings for this game. Um, moving across to Portugal, we got port three. We get Miguel Layu and another assist. I mean another game, another assist. This is just becoming a thing. He he's been he's responsible for twenty goals this season. Sixteen assists, four goals, including that goal he scored at Wafford in the EPL. And, yeah, I'm just impressed. I've, every time I watch him, it's just, he's impressive. And, Rafa, I know earlier you were saying, when we talked about it, like, a month ago, where Juan Carlos said he doesn't see him as a left back. What do you think he thinks now? It's,
1: I guess he has absolutely no choice but to play him <laughs> as a left back, to be honest. I don't know what else Miguel Ayu needs to do. Uh, he's... Excelling, I think he, he's gotten a little bit more freedom in these past few games under this new manager. Um, but regardless, he's just an assist machine just because he takes all uh, every single set piece. Uh, porto do. So, uh, I mean, he he's, has absolutely no choice. He's going to have to try him out as left back. Um, uh, you know, it's, he's been just tearing it apart, to be honest. Uh, There's nothing much more to say about Miguel Ayuno. I'm wondering if he's even staying at at Porto. uh, Because those stats are just mesmerizing, to be honest.
0: Flo, did you expect this when he moved to Porto? Um, I expected
2: him to do well, but I don't think anyone expected this. I know he has 16 assists. um, Do we know how many assists are in the Portuguese league? I think uh, 12.
0: 12?
2: See that? That's, that's incredible. I, I'm interested to see how, where he stands through all of Europe as far as assists go. I know uh, Mesut Ozil for in the Premier League has 16 assists on the on the year, and I don't think anyone in La Liga has even close to 12 assists. So he has to be up there. Just
0: he's up all uh, of Europe. I think, yeah, he's, I think
2: he's, he's like top, top ten. five. Yeah, he's yep. top
0: five, top ten for sure if you count cup, cup, Europe, and league. So. Yeah, it's in every competition too. It's not. It's not even like he's he's got like all the assists in the league. He's got cup games. He's got Champions League games. I mean, even, he has four goals too.
2: Yeah, it's incredible. He's like, like you said, four goals, sixteen assists, responsible, or has his hand in 20, 20 goals for Porto. It's insane.
0: And I think Chicharito's up to what twenty one goals and one assist. So.
1: I'll say one thing about Miguel I and mean, I'm a little worried uh, just the amount of games he's putting in. Uh, the only risk there is he picks up an injury and that sort of derails him a bit. Uh, because let's not forget that Lopetegi just left. And Lopetegi was a hardcore manager when it came to nutrition or the right training, uh, just being right physically. That's why sometimes we didn't even see Hector on make the bench, just because. Uh, we knew that Dourado had so many games under his belt. Uh, with Miguel Ayun, it, you know, he's just played a, played a, this huge amount of games under Lopetegui. Uh And now this new manager comes in, and I don't think he's, he's as strict when it comes to to that subject. So we can expect to see Ayun starting every single game for Porto. Uh, that's a lot of games. Yeah, Porto but, have, but to be have,
0: honest, though he those uh those terrible taka taka games those cup games he he didn't even play those games so he kind of yeah. set a couple of those games out so i know what you're saying though he has been playing a lot and he plays 90 minutes you know he doesn't play 45 minutes 60 no he plays every minute
1: yeah so that's the only thing i'm a little worried about that he picks up an injury just because of the amount of games he's been playing uh this new manager they have i think he closely resembles uh, an army sergeant, that's what he looks like to me. Just a very strict guy who, you know, it's all about winning for him. So I don't think he really takes into consideration uh, that part of the game, just like Lopetegui did. So I'm a little worried about that. That's that's the only worry that I, have, I have of Miguel Aion.
0: That's a good point. He did, I, I'd be curious to see. I think he has probably played the most minutes out of everyone, any Mexican in Europe. Maybe Moreno, but it has to be, it has to be, Laune has to be number one.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah, because even, even Moreno has been subbed out out of, out of a few games. Yeah.
0: Maybe Ve- nah, Vela sat out a couple games, too. It has to be, it has to be Laune. Laune has to be up there in terms of minutes, but he's been producing, so at least Laune has a history of playing a lot of minutes. You know, at Club America, he played every minute. At Watford last season, he played a lot down the stretch, so... Yeah, well, speaking of not getting as much minutes, Ticatito, He's, I think he's hit a little bit of a lull in his uh, Porto. But then again, Rafa, we discussed this last time, Lopetegui just he kind of ran out of ideas at Porto, didn't he?
1: Yeah. And Tostor is still adapting to his new manager. They, they've they gotten some wins, they've gotten some defeats as well, but it's just part of the learning curve they're on. Uh, I think Tecatito as well is sort of still adapting to uh to his new manager. Uh I do see I know we'll probably get to Ace Ace in a bit. Uh but I I think this is a more fluid team. This is uh it's not structured as under Lopethagi, so uh there's you know more interplay between the midfielders and the forwards rather than just giving the ball to the wingers and expect something magical to happen like with Lopethagi. So Tecatito has to adapt to that, and it's not necessarily a bad thing, because when you're a young player like Tecatito, uh, everything is it's about learning. It's about learning different styles. It's about adapting to new, to, to new scenarios. Um, so I don't see it as necessarily a bad thing, but uh, Tecatito will be back. He, he's a talented player.
0: I know when the move went down. Flo, you're a big fan of the move. So was I. I, I think it's going as, almost as well as we could have expected. Still.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's still getting plenty of playing time, um, you know, especially compared to what we maybe thought that he would be getting when he first made the move. Um, he's still getting plenty of playing time, and I think he's been really, really close on a lot of his chances here recently. You know, it's, there's been a few opportunities where maybe the goalkeeper has made an incredible save, um, or maybe, you know, the player he's trying to assist maybe doesn't do as well with the with the finish as they should have. Um I think I think there's a big game for Tecadito coming real soon. Um, I think he's just been really close here recently. I think that's why maybe we haven't seen his name as much. But I think he's gonna have a breakout game here soon.
0: I mean he does have seven goals in the season, so it's not like he's struggling here but I but yeah, like I agree with both you guys. I think he'll be fine. He's adapting. I mean he's he's doing well and I think you've seen a lot of different aspects of his game as opposed to when he was at 20 last season where he was the guy kicked up to him and he, create, he was like carry the offense but I think he he's learning to not try to do as much you know like he's not he still does it but he's not trying to take on four guys every time he has the ball on the wing
2: yeah he needs to learn how to how to play with the midfield and how to let the build up play you know do its part um, too many times you see him get the ball and immediately try to take on the whole team by himself. Try to, um, you know, try try to skill his way past five five guys, and every time, or you know, half the time he tries to does that, tries to do that, he loses the ball right away, and the team is going the other way. So I think it's good; it's a good learning experience for him.
0: Yeah, and like Rafa said before, I think. That he probably felt the pressure to do that when it was the whole offense was hey let's give it to the wing players and see what happens. So now they they're playing a little bit differently. They have a little more ideas, because like man it was it was tough to watch a Porto game for 90 minutes with right there at the end of Lopetegui it was just rough. I couldn't do it. It was man, it was bad. I remember one game Miguel Ayun finished a game with 17 crosses. That was basically the whole game plan, to kick it to Layun and see what he could do. 17 crosses in one game. It was rough. <laughs> Let's go on to uh, Tecatito's teammate, Ache, Ache Corona, who's, every time I watch him, he's been wearing the captain's armband.
1: Yeah, you're right. And I think this guy's the guy who's benefited the most out of the, the change in manager, not because... He wasn't a big part under Lopetegui, but just because of the change of style really uh, is going to suit him. It's uh, I think this last, I don't recall the team they played. I can't remember. At top, it's not on the top of my head at the moment, but it, it's a game where they won. And uh, I just saw Hector Herrera pick up the ball and actually send through balls to, to, to the forwards, which is something I never saw under Lopetegui because Lopetegui was just a, a one-dimensional a manager when it came to to a, in the attacking sense of the game and it's new and it's, it's it's refreshing it's uh it might not be as structured or as organized as as with a uh, Lopetegui but uh, maybe it was just a change Porto needed who knows uh, but Herrera's certainly benefiting from this he, he's getting more of the ball he's getting more involved uh, I see him push forward more often rather than be that static player in the midfield that you know, just drags the the ball around to towards the winger, so uh, I'm excited to see see exactly you know how far he can get. Uh, I know that he didn't exit this transfer window, but uh, there's rumors that you know there's likely big suitors out there who, who'd be interested in, in Hector Herrera, and if he has a a great second half of the season, uh, I think Porto's more than willing to to sell him for a few million bucks. <laughs>
0: The release clause is, what, 40 million euros?
1: Yeah.
0: Flo, do you want to see uh, Hector Herrera roaming the Chelsea midfield?
2: Um, I don't know if i like to see him come to Chelsea just because so many players get lost <laughs> <laughs> at Chelsea. Uh, if you don't perform for two games in a row, you might be on the bench. But, but yeah, I mean, I agree with what Rafa said. Um, these last couple of Porto games that I've watched, He's pushed forward a lot. He's been, you know, inside the box a lot. Um, he's had some nice little passes. I think he had a nice little back heel um pass that almost led to a goal. He had that this back pa- heel goal. Oof. Yeah, that, that that was a while back, yeah. Or not too long but yeah, but in this past game too, he had a nice little back heel pass that almost led to a goal. Where it should have led to, the, to a goal, really. Um, but, yeah, you know, I, I think it's good for him. And, and didn't Porto just uh, sell sell some uh, midfielders?
0: Yeah, they got rid of uh Christian Tello. He went, well, he was on loan. Yeah, he went to uh, Italian, yeah, Serie Yeah, and then they sold uh, Brahimi?
1: No, it's... Not, uh, uh, what's his name? Not Brahimi. Mboula?
0: Yeah, Mboula, yeah for like 24 million dollars man yeah i, I was shocked after, by that
1: <laughs> after just six months too it's yeah. uh...
0: and typical portal they kept a 15 percent of his next transfer fee
2: yeah from watching as many portal games as i watch as i watch this year if they can get that for him um i think they can definitely uh sell achi acha, this summer for for a little bit of coin
0: yeah Especially if he comes, if he does well at the Copa America, mm-hmm. but yeah, he has five goals this year, guys, in the league.
1: Yeah, and so, uh, Roger, you, huh? Europa League's coming up too, so let's not forget about yeah,
0: that. Well, they got to get their run up against Borussia Dortmund, so yeah, it's gonna be tough.
1: It's uh, doable.
0: Yeah. Speaking of tough, you we know, go Real Sociedad. Uh, well, let's just get out of the way. Diego Reyes. I don't think he's played in the last three weeks
1: <laughs> yeah he hasn't played for a
0: while <laughs> it's pretty disappointing because that defense is atrocious yeah it's not it's not like he's str- like the defense is doing so with, so well without him yeah
2: it's it's more disappointing because of how he started the year you know oh, yeah. we're, we're watching those Real Sociedad games to start the year and he he was playing great when he was getting uh, the playing time, he was playing pretty well, so that, that just makes it even more disappointing.
0: It just doesn't—it doesn't make sense to me because every single like rating service out there had him as one of the better center backs, and then he got benched, and yeah, that team is doing not doing well this season. But yeah, I mean, he needs to get out of there. That situation. There was rumors of him going to Fiorentina in the window, but that was never materialized, and. I know Real Sociedad does not have a buy option, so he will be at Porto this summer. So there could be even more Mexicans at Porto going forward. We'll see, though. He's he's still young. He's 23 years old, but he needs to start playing more. But that's been the well, case the for issue, a couple of years.
1: Well, the issue with Real Sociedad is just so inconsistent. They they lost 5-1 just a few weeks ago, and then they magically won. So They're... I'm not sure, I haven't caught up too much with Raul Sociedad, but uh, they just look like a really inconsistent team to me.
0: Yeah, I mean like you said, five. they lose 5-1 to one, one game they win the next game I don't know I'm looking at uh, Diego Reyes' stats here, he has not played since around Christmas time when they lost 2-0 against Villarreal
1: it's quite unfortunate because he's a really talented player, a guy who can play multiple positions as well. Uh, he's a guy who can play defensive midfielder and play center back on either side of the field so I, I don't know I, I'm trying to to understand why maybe it's just a a personal thing he, he maybe he's just not matured enough he doesn't have that personality where you go into training he's just you know trying to take everybody out. Uh he's just missing that pedigree, that uh, that extra bit uh, that coaches are just like, you know, he's okay. You know, he's a bench player. That's it. Because um, I really don't know about the o He's He's a really good player.
0: Yeah, I, don't, I mean, it's going to be tough because Mexico, thank God Moreno's doing so well. But yeah. you know, Mexico, who else are you going to play up there? Are you, you going to bring Rafa back? I mean... Okay. If it's not Moreno and Diego Reyes, I mean, who who are you gonna start back there, Flo? Then don't say Alanis. Don't don't even. Oh
2: no! <laughs> of course not. For him to lose the ball in the back, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: who else we got at center back? Ayala. So, yeah, Ayala. He's hurt. If, if yeah. Salcedo
2: keeps getting red cards, he can he can get called up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yes, I have no idea what's gonna happen with him. It's gonna be this is gonna be a this is gonna be his do or die summer where he needs to find a move that leads to playing time. His portal contract doesn't run out for a couple more years, so I, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I mean, they have a new coach too, so we'll see what happens in the summer. But Carlos Vela, there's been a Carlos Vela sighting. He scored, scored a goal.
1: Yeah, he scored, and it, w- it wasn't that five one. If I'm not mistaken, where he yeah. scored the consolation yeah.
0: rule. I'll take it. Though. Yeah, it was.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, with Vela, I, I don't know. Uh, at this point, I think it's just about him doing well at Raul Sociedad. We've just spoken about how mediocre and how inconsistent they are. Vela uh, has has no exit here. I think he's he's there now, and. He should make the best out of it. I mean, he's, he's actually getting playing time, so at least that's something.
0: Yeah, he's getting playing time on a mediocre team that doesn't really know what they're doing with the ball on offense or defense. He has three, he has as many yellow cards as he does goals this season three, at least in the league. So it's rough. He's supposed to be the man. We were all so happy he was back in the national team. Little did we know? I mean, he can turn it around in Copa America. You'd never know with him. He's in, He's been inconsistent with the national team.
1: Well, I thought he was phenomenal in that second half against El Salvador, but again, it's El Salvador who who Mexico is facing with all due respect. Uh, he's a player who who's definitely talented. Who, oh, yeah. Who we know is, is a special player in that sense. Uh, you can just make something out of nothing, but, yeah. I I don't know. I, I really don't know what Juan Carlos Osorio has planned.
0: At least and, when he plays in Mexico, he knows he's not going to get hacked to death because he's the only good guy in the field offensively.
1: Yeah. You're right about that.
0: Yeah. Well, speaking of special players, Andres Guardado. He's hurt though. He's out for four weeks.
1: Yeah, unfortunate. He's he might miss that Champions League game.
0: I think yeah he's he's gonna miss that isn't that that's I think that's in a week and a half. Yeah. So uh, they play Atletico. They play Atletico Madrid. Do you give them any any shot of coming back and getting a decent result in the first uh, leg flow? Or you think their their Champions League is pretty much done?
2: Yeah, I think they're pretty much done. I mean, if you go off of how they performed earlier in the season when he was out. Um, and today. <laughs> yeah, I think I think they they're they're definitely done um at least for the for the first leg um andres guardado just means so much to that team he does so much um i love watching psv and i just i just watch guardado on the midfield i just follow him around see what he's doing and it's 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 a great thing to watch
0: i'm not sure how many assists he has but i mean he had a hat-trick of assists a couple weeks ago yes
2: that's that's incredible
0: that's just, not easy to do and it's not especially when you think about it it's not like he's playing attacking mid half yeah. the time on the field he's sit, he's standing next to Moreno in the back
2: <laughs> yeah
0: he drops so deep and he like he is the pace for that team he sets the pace so
2: yeah lately you've been seeing Moreno push up more than uh than Guardado. yeah
0: well I mean let's talk about Moreno he's, he's been playing left back lately
2: yeah I would say the best left back in the Eredivisie yeah <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, he they stuck him at left back. He went out and scored
0: two goals. I mean, what what more do you want? (laughs) He's up to six goals this season. That's double the number of goals that Carlos Vela has. Think about that.
1: He's been impressive. I mean, not just on on the attacking sense of the ball. Uh, Defensively, he's been great. Just how he sits perfectly in that PSB back line. I've been impressed.
0: Oh yeah, I've, like uh, Juan Carlos sort of said, he's one of the top ten left-footed center backs in the world right now. I, it's hard to argue with him.
1: Yeah, it, uh, I I don't yeah. remember who they were playing last time, and they won very convincingly in the second half. But the way he he interacted at, with Andes Guardado at that time, uh, Moreno was actually playing left center back that in that one game, uh, and they had a makeshift. Uh, Left back who's actually right footed, very similar to the Layun situation where uh, Layun is right footed and he's playing as a left back. So that sort of reminded me of of Mexico. But the way those three players, the left back Moreno and Guardado, interacted with them without the ball was just magnificent. Uh, you don't see that from a lot of teams. The way they coordinate, the way they move the ball around, the way they start play from that left side of the field, uh, which is brilliant. And it was wonderful to watch because it's two players, Hector Moreno and Desguardo, who are giving just so much responsibility in a team uh, that's in the Champions League. Uh, that just won a Dutch title last year.
0: And they uh, I mean, in the lead this year, too, for that. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's great. It, you don't even see that in Liga and Usually, the guys running the team are from Argentina and Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you watch uh, uh, PSV, and you have two Mexican players running the team just basically... Uh, you know, pulling yeah. the strings from from the back—it's it, it, amazing to watch. Yeah, that, and if
0: any, if any of you guys ever get a chance to watch, the Dutch league is a fun league to watch.
1: Yeah, it's uh, sort of have that this you know silence code where everybody just plays attacking football. You never see a team uh, completely sit back. You just never see it.
0: No one parks uh, the bus. It's like yeah, illegal no- to park the bus in Dutch.
1: Yeah, it's it's sort of frowned upon if you if you park the bus. You know, that's that's not pretty. It's disrespectful, uh, and and that's good. It, it it leaves open games. Sometimes it you know you see PSV win games for one, uh, but they're close games. They're they're not as as lopsided as you might think. It might be one one up to the 60th minute, and a team just tires out because you know they don't park the bus uh, because they're trying to to create plays and and, it's, and play attacking football. That's usually what happens. But it, it's a fun league.
0: Well, yeah, this past Saturday they were up 3-0. Next thing you know, PSV's only up 3-2. Yeah. And then the late goal separated them 4-2. But, yeah, it's a fun league. Like Flo was saying, it's, it's fun to watch Guardado do his work. He's just, he's the maestro. He's the maestro. He's just, you know, he's the vice captain on that team. He wears the armband from time to time. And we all know he's Mexico's captain going forward.
2: Yeah, I was a little disappointed he didn't take the penalty this past weekend. Yeah, me
0: too. And they missed it.
2: Yeah, he missed it. I think it was a player that they are trying to get on the board, trying to get him mm-hmm. to score a goal. And he, he went up there and missed it. But still, I would have liked to see Guardado take it.
0: Well, actually, Guardado already has a missed penalty for PSV this season.
2: Yeah, I believe it was the first penalty of the season. He yeah. went up there and missed it. And he hasn't taken one since. <laughs>
0: As long as he makes him for Mexico, it's all good. But yeah. Moving on to Gio's little brother, Jonah. He's kind of been quiet this season, but steady. I mean, Villarreal is not a splashy team, and I know we talked about in the last podcast. They're not a big team either, but Jonah is just consistent. He plays in the right side of the midfield, even though he's made it perfectly clear he likes to play in the middle. But he's do you, do you see him in the middle, Rafa, for Mexico? I
1: like him in the middle. I, I like him, him in more Borado? in the middle. Mm, yeah. Uh, well, uh, that's tough. That's Because you have a Ache Ache in, in the picture. But I, I do like Jonathan Los Santos more in the middle than on the right side of the midfield. I think he... I mean, at the end of the day, that's where he developed at Barcelona. Um I just like him. I think he, he's a better player. I think we saw glimpses of that in the Gold Cup where he was given a little bit more responsibility in the midfield in the games he actually played.
0: Because uh, Herrera was terrible.
1: Yeah, because Herrera was just not, not feeling it during the Gold Cup. But I, I liked him. I thought he was impressive. I thought he looked like a player for the future at that time. Uh, but at BRL, there, you know, we spoke extensively about BRL last week. Or two weeks ago, I should say, uh, they're not. They're not a flashy team. They're not a team that that likes to attack. The, that they'll settle for for ugly results. Uh, they'll settle for a one zero if that's if that's what it takes. Um, and it sort of just falls into that philosophy that you got a guy who who's used to playing in the middle, playing at, in the right midfield. Uh, I think that's more in the sense to keep possession of the ball, which is very common in in, in Spain. We see it at, at Atletico and Madrid as well. Uh, with Cholce Mauny, who actually does that quite often with with Coke and and other midfielders, so uh, maybe that's just how it works in La Liga, where you got guys who play in the middle play out wide. But when it comes to Mexico, I'd love to see him in the middle. Uh, I think he he's talented enough to to take the rein, uh at that part of the midfield. Uh, but again, you have that scenario where you have this and out in the midfield, and that's tough to beat. Flo, if you can only pick two.
0: Out of the three, who do you start? Out of Guardado, Aceache, and Jonah in the middle. Only you only have two. Who do you pick, Flo?
2: Guardado and Acha Yeah. Yeah. No. The way the way Aceh, Aceh is playing, I think we saw the worst Aceache we could possibly see at at the at the Gold Cup this past summer, and the way he's playing now you know, I, I'd have no hesitation picking him and Guardado.
0: I mean, that's the thing with Jonah. He's not flashy. Yeah, I, I love watching him play, but, yeah, I mean, if, if, I, if I only had to pick two, I would agree with you, Flo. I'd go with Guardado and Ache Ache. But it's nice to have an option, you know? It's nice to have a little depth here or there because injuries happen, red cards happen, you know, yellow card accumulation happens. It's nice to have Jonah. I mean, it... It's kind of hard to imagine, but like for the 2010 World Cup, there was talk of bringing Jonah into the squad for the 2010 World Cup.
2: Yeah, if I remember correctly, uh, Gio was upset that he didn't yeah. make the team.
0: Yeah, he never even really missed out. Yeah. I think his agent, aka his dad, his dad was the most disappointed. Talking about maybe jo-
1: maybe Jonas had represented Brazil. At the yeah, I, yeah, that was uh that's quite funny to be honest. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's what they were talking about, but we moved on and he seems quite happy with with his gold cup trophy and his gold cup medal
0: so. I mean, I'm looking at his page and he's got like all these medals and everything he's won because he's played at Barcelona.
1: <laughs> well, Barcelona. <laughs> yeah. He, well, yeah. There's nothing much to say. You can ride the bench at Barcelona and win Champions League.
0: So. Yeah. Well, speaking of riding the bench, everyone's favorite goalie, Guillermo Ochoa. <laughs> I'm not going to spend much time on him. We just have to mention he's on the bench, he's not going to play. Until Copa America. there I think there was a rumor that there's a small chance he might play in the Senegal friendly just because he's not doing anything at Malaga, but he hasn't been called up. And I... Flo, do you want him on Mexico's Copa America squad?
2: At this point, it's tough. Um, I've always been a big Archua um, supporter, but at this point, it's, it's tough to even put him on the roster, I feel
0: like. Do you see him maybe as an option for the Olympic team as one of the overage players?
2: That I could definitely see. Um, it'd be uh, it'd be tough for him to accept it, but maybe they can tell him, "Hey, you know, you perform well here, and then maybe you'll you'll get your starting spot spot back with the national uh, with the uh, senior team." But I, I could definitely see him going to the Olympics.
0: Rafa, who do you start Copa America game one? Talavera or him?
1: Definitely not I mean, Guillermo Cho, I, I can tell you right now. Uh, just the fact that he's not getting playing time is also making me question if he even should be in the squad uh, or either squad, in, in my opinion. I, mean, I don't know how you you take a player that hasn't played, not this, I mean, it's been two years already or so. Uh, it's just, it doesn't happen. I, I don't know how you even bring him to either of the tournaments. Uh, I would start the other at if I'm being honest with you, I like Ochoa. I like the potential he showed. Uh, you know, we'll we'll always remember that 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 performance against Brazil. But he's got to get playing time. And the fact that he didn't move during this past transfer window uh, was not a good sign. That, that is he, insane. To yeah, me. yeah, it's not
0: good. It's insane. This is a man who. Ever since that World Cup, he has 720 minutes in total. He's played eight games since the World Cup. Eight games.
1: Oh, man. Shout out Moment of Science from right now. Just. Not pretty.
0: Yeah, it's. Yeah. So, just to recap, from the 2000 from the 2008 season up until the end of the 2013-2014 season with Atajo, Memo Ochoa was on the bench one time in the league games. In the last few, season and a half, he's been on the bench for for league games 59 times.
1: Yeah. <laughs> nothing much <laughs> nothing much else to say. It's but... It's not pretty. It's
0: not pretty, so let's move on. Um, Raul Jimenez. I know, Rafa, you're a big Raul Jimenez fan.
1: I'm a huge Raul Jimenez fan. I'm, I'm the biggest Raul Jimenez fan out there, if I'm being honest. <laughs> when I see like the amount of dislike some people have towards Raul Jimenez, uh, I can understand it, but I'm a big fan of him.
0: I think he's playing well in the last couple months.
1: Yeah, he's he's getting goals, he's getting assists, uh, and we spoke about it last two weeks ago. Benfica's uh, this little hot streak where they haven't lost a game.
0: Yeah, they've been they've been on a roll this year. I mean, it's, they're winning games left and right. Score, cool. not even just winning them. Like they've they've had a couple games already this year in the last. Month and month and a half where they've scored six goals. It's it's, it's Jonas, man. Jonas is a monster. Jonas yeah. is a monster. But I mean, he can't. You know, he's like like Rafa You said like Raúl does a lot of the little things, a little dirty work. You know.
1: The thing with Benfica is they were playing really good, and now they have Nico Gaetan back. Yeah. Uh, so they should improve quite a bit. Uh, they're, they're an interesting team. I don't know if they, they have enough to to take down Sporting, but it'll be interesting to see.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're only two points behind.
1: Yeah, but Sporting look, look unbeatable at the moment.
0: Yeah. Well, if it comes to a tie, I mean, Benfica has a plus 40 goal difference. <laughs> so they're scoring goals for fun, man. But yeah, in the last five league games, Benfica has 5-0. and 0 five wins so we'll see and for all the crap we've been giving Lopetegui Porto's only three three points behind Benfica
1: yeah it's it's insane just how how it works there
0: yeah well I, I, great move for him his career's been revitalized out there I mean we got I mean do we do we, in retrospect do we look back at his time at Atletico Madrid and be in, you know with the little easier on him, you know? I mean, Jackson Martinez. Yeah. He was there, what, six months? Now he's in China. Now he's in China. So, I don't know. What do you think, Flo?
2: What do I think of, what, Jackson Martinez?
0: No. (laughs) (laughs) Raul Jimenez, Club America legend, your boy.
2: Ah. Well... I'm one of the people that probably is not as big on Rahul Jimenez as as you may like, but I mean, he's been playing alright. Uh, he is. He's getting assists, he's getting goals. He might not do it in the most exciting fashion, but uh, he he does the little things like you said.
0: Do you, uh... Well, I guess real quick, finish off. Well, well let's talk about Alan that real quick. Alan though. he's actually been getting plenty of playing time, and he scored a goal. He scored a goal. He's starting. He's had multiple starts now. I think I think Olympiacos is at the point where they they've come to the realization that hey, we're going to get fined by FIFA no matter what. If if this if this like goes down where they get everyone gets fined for the whole contract fiasco situation. So I I think they're at the point where they're like, hey, let's we might as well see what we have in this kid since we're going to deal with the consequences anyway, so I think they're gonna play him a lot. And I know Flo wanted him at a Chivas, right Flo?
2: Yeah, I'll take him. The Omar Bravo replacement.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I mean I've been watching their games and he's been he's been doing well. Yeah. I
2: mean I, I, I was I kinda always like uh Belito. Um I thought he did well. I think it is and... Even when he was uh, got a couple of call ups to the national team, um, he did he did well. I think um, against, I think against Korea, it was in San Antonio. I was at the game. Pretty sure he scored two goals, three goals, three goals. Yeah, I think yeah. he scored a hat trick in that game. And so he, I was I was a fan of his, especially since I saw that live. I was like, whoa! So I'm I'm glad that he's finally getting getting some playing time here, and he seems to be playing well.
0: Yeah, I mean, Rafa, do you see him as a, any future with the national team? If he
1: keeps performing there's absolutely a future. Uh you spoke a little bit about the you know, Olympiaco situation. You also have to to remember that they're, they're absolutely killing it in the league. They yeah. they practically already wrapped up the title and yeah. we're just halfway through, so yeah.
0: Well, real quick, that hat trick was nearly two years ago to the day that happened that happened uh the 29th right of January in twenty fourteen.
1: This was right after wasn't this maybe Miguel right first two games after New Zealand.
0: Yeah, yep.
1: Yeah,
0: yep. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he played. He. I remember watching that game. I'm like, man, this guy, this guy's a real deal.
1: <laughs> Didn't he actually score against the U.S. as well.
0: Um, I think he did score in that quote unquote that garbage ass friendly.
1: It was two two five. Yeah,
0: yeah. He scored he scored that goal yeah. at the at uh University of Phoenix Stadium. Yeah. I remember that. So did uh Rafa Marquez. <laughs> yeah. He scored that game. Yeah. But yeah Polito I'm, I'm interested to see what happens with him at the rest of the season, see how he plays. And uh Juan Carlos Osorio said that, you know, Polito's welcome if he if he performs well enough. So, yeah that covers the Euroels but real quick what kind of formation do you guys think that uh Quan is leaning towards for uh for Copa America do you think he's going to be very pragmatic and depending on the opponent
1: well that's that's how I see it i think he's he's gonna to adapt to every single opponent uh the way he he usually does um, i i think that when it comes to games where he thinks they're winnable uh, that he'll come out with three forwards without a doubt Uh, that means he'll be either two wingers and or a Tecatito like player on the wing and or Carlos Vela or whoever it might be Irving Lozano and uh, more of a target man, more of a Chicharito uh, in the center Uh that's what I think it'll be but yeah it'll, it'll depend on the opponent for me
0: Low. Same thing.
2: Really, I have no idea what he's gonna do. <laughs> I, 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 I would like to see a four-three-three. You know, two wingers and a tar- and a target man, um, and three midfielders. But really, I have no idea what he's going to do.
0: And isn't that kind of nice though? As opposed to Viejo, where it's like, well, we're gonna play the five men in the back. Yeah, yeah I just hope it's not five men in the back. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: well, we used five against Honduras. Yeah. So
0: yeah. away Honduras, I can see that. But yeah, they, they kind of they, that five in the back kind of morphed into like a 4-3-3 though. Oh, Eventually.
1: Well, he spoke. He's he spoken extensively of what he tried doing that game. I know Raúl Jiménez. He's uh, again. I'm a big fan of Raúl Jiménez. Just the way he, the positions he can play on the field. Uh, I think he made that comparison. I mean, we know it's not. Uh, it doesn't come close, but he made that comparison to Thomas Miller. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where he sort of had him playing that that right wing position, but at the same time uh, as a forward. Yeah, I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure the. There's a German word for that. There's there's a term for that. You're, you're a football. Rome's,
0: Rome Stadler.
1: You're you're a football manager guy. Here. I think
0: it's the Rome Stadler position.
1: Yeah, Yeah, well, that position, but yeah. uh, which is interesting it, to hear him say that that. He gave Raul Jimenez that chance to, to play that position. Of course, he he didn't score a goal, but in the sense of what he did on the field, I think he, he was quite good. But, I mean, that's just my opinion.
2: <laughs> so what's it called? Doesn't uh, JCO just love Bayern? Yeah. Like to, like, didn't he vote Mueller by player of the year or something like that? I think so.
1: Yeah, you you make up that great point. I think he's just in love with, with Guardiola's tactics. I think he... Uh, he really likes how how Guardiola plants his games tactically, and you know how they come out. Uh, because it's not the first time he makes that some sort of Bayern Munich correlation or or comparison.
2: Yeah, because I remember it came out. You know, you could see what every national team you know manager voted as player of the year, and if I'm not mistaken, his top three were all Bayern players.
0: I think so. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, they're one of the best teams in the world. Yeah.
2: So, yeah, Yeah. That's kinda of interesting though to ignore uh Ronaldo, Messi, Neymar, Suarez, you know. <laughs>
0: hey man.
1: Well it's not like they need any votes. That's man. true. <laughs> They're incredible in their own way.
0: We could spend a whole episode talking about how yeah. these, these fishy FIFA votes. <laughs> oh yeah. Didn't like the Welsh manager and then like a manager of a different club who's Welsh, didn't all those guys vote for bail.
2: Yeah, they they all vote for their own players. Uh, like the Argentina, I think like Mascherano my, my was was like second place. That's why I was like, I was like, our person's over here voting for Bayern Munich players instead of our own players, <laughs> and everyone else is just voting for their own their own players.
0: Let's not forget though, Gio Dos Santos made the short list for that. <laughs> yeah, allegedly. Uh,
1: allegedly. Allegedly.
0: All right. Well. Let's switch up to the call-ups that were announced today to what I'm calling the Molero game. I mean, I'm not really sure why this game needs to happen, but I guess we have to fill our quota of five games in the U.S. So real quick, let me just go through the squad. Goalkeepers, we got Picolin and Chuy Corona. Defenders, we got Jerry Flores, Carlos Rodriguez, Israel Jimenez, Nestor Raju from Santos. Carlos Salcido, Yasser Corona, Jose Rivas, and Jorge Torres nilos Midfielders, we got uh, Jesus Zavala, Candido Ramirez, Aquino, Chapo Montes, Gutierrez, Jurgen Tam, Rodolfo Pizarro, Jesus Molina, Jesus Dueñas. At forwards, which I kind of find a little bit curious that he's listed up here, but we got Chucky Lozano, Lalo Herrera, and Henry Martin. Anything stand out to you, Flo, in terms of people that are missing? Flo?
2: Yeah, I think uh are there people that are injured, a lot of people, because I haven't ha- had a chance, unfortunately, to watch as much uh, Mexican League as I want so far this year or to start a new season. Um, but who who is injured right now?
0: Uh, I don't think anyone's going to miss out due to injury, at least League MX players.
2: At least well, at least from that list, it seems like there's quite a few names missing, um, like Gaito Vasquez. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I
0: think he was a little banged up, but he played last game.
2: What's it called? The... <clears throat> Man, who, who else? I was just thinking of the name. Boggy uh, Gilad, right back.
1: He's yeah, hurt. he's injured. He's, he's, yeah. he's
2: hurt. Okay, and who else? I know there's at least one more big name that I'm missing oh. out. Uh,
0: Tonyo Rodriguez is hurt, but I don't think Chivas would have let him come anyways.
2: Yeah. And who were the three Chivas players that that um that they said no to again?
0: I guess rumored Gulit, Pineda, and Dedos Lopez. Yeah.
2: Overlin, Gullet, and Dettles. yeah, that makes sense as
0: well. Yeah, I mean, I'm a little disappointed Chivas didn't let didn't let those guys get called up, but I mean, I understand. Doesn't make me happy, but I don't know. It's 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 a whatever game. I mean, I I would rather them call up all U twenty three guys and have them play a game than this. To be honest, I don't know how you feel, Rafa.
1: No, I, I agree, but, I mean, you just got, you, we understand that it's a meaningless game. Obviously, if Mexico lose, there's going to be a of pressure, but.
0: Mexico lose, I could say right now. Juan Carlos Osorio on the hot seat.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's going to be pressure all the time. But, I guess most people need to understand that Osorio just needs to see players. Uh, a lot of these guys will probably not be in Copa America, though. He'll probably be elsewhere. Uh, like, I mean, with all due respect to guys like Candido Ramirez, who hasn't even played a single Liga MX uh, minutes, but he's there. Uh, I think the understanding is he's one of the few left-footed players that we have, so that's why he's there. But um, again, it's you know it's just a matter of him trying out players. Uh, there's that nice Diaz base again. We have Duenas. We have six players. Man. Yeah, six players. It's I think Maniz, who I think has been phenomenal in the past few, last two seasons, uh, really deserved call up. Um, one team I'm really big on, and those who know me, is Santos Laguna, who I think has just been magnificent this season. Uh, forgetting that that one defeat in the first game, uh, but they've just been great this season. And Nestor Araujo gets gets his call up, his first call up since that Copa America from from a while back. It uh, it seems like ages ago when we sent that U twenty three team.
0: Disaster. Uh, yeah, well,
1: that team went on to win the gold medal. Uh, Nestor Araujo was actually in that gold medal team. Uh, really deserved call up. Uh, let's not forget that Osvaldo Anis was sold. Was actually Osvaldo Danis was actually injured during that during that league title run by Santos Laguna, and Nestor Araujo was the starting center back. Uh, and they ended up winning the league title. And a lot of people didn't really give Néstor Ajo that, that credit he deserved. And uh, now he's just a full-blown starter with, with Santos Laguna. And, and he's been great. He's, he's been improving steadily. Uh, he's a player I really, really like. Uh, and then everybody knows I'm a big fan of, of Molina, uh, former America midfielder, uh, really deserved call-up. He, he's just the heart of that team. Uh, so I'm excited that these two are, are, are in the team. Uh, but otherwise, like we just previously mentioned, it's a meaningless game.
0: Uh,
1: Mexico should win this game. Again, there's always that that small pressure, but uh, I don't see how they <laughs> lose this
0: game. You'd be surprised. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really curious to see how the field's going to be. I mean, it's going to be on a baseball stadium, which yeah. does not make me happy. I don't want Mexico playing on these crappy surfaces, so I hope the field's good. You
1: no, know, the, if there's yeah, there's one player who I think you buy a ticket for. It'd be Irving Lozano. Oh, yeah. I think he's going to be the guy who who starts. I can see him starting already.
0: He needs to start. And see, on this now, play, you talking, now you're
2: talking my language here.
0: I know and Flo's he, a big Tricky fan. Yeah, and he's
1: an exciting player. I, I'd buy a ticket just to watch him play.
0: I mean, how do we... Let's see. Let's, these are the guys I want to see. These are the guys I'm looking forward to, and I know you guys will probably you know, agree with most of me. I'll, I'll let Flo talk about Lozano, but I'm really curious to see how Pizarro does. He's been playing really well. That, that's my one pick. Pizarro. What about well, you? Pizarro. What about you? No, go ahead. No, Rafa, go ahead.
1: Well, Pizarro has a... If there's one Pachuca player that I already played with the senior national team, it's Pizarro. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't very impressive that one time out yeah. under Miguel Herrera, so yeah, let's see if he time, fixes that.
0: He played right wing back I think too, and he came in as a sub, so uh,
1: Yeah, and Miguel Herrera was furious telling him, you know, why didn't you go attack more? Yeah. Uh, but, maybe this time will be different.
0: I mean, he was, what, 20 years old at the time? Yeah. It's. I mean, I'm not too concerned. I'm not too concerned with him, but yeah, like I mean like we were talking about the he made his debut with in that same game that Pulido had three goals 2 years ago. That was another kind of meaningless game, but I mean, what do you think Pizarro's best position is, El Rafa? They kind of move him all over the field.
1: Yeah, uh, I think that's what makes him a really good player, the fact that he can play multiple positions. But he's been playing more through the middle and he's been great. Uh I think that's where Diego Alonso at Pachuca sees him, and that's where we'll, we'll go ahead and, uh, and see him from now on. Uh, but we can't count out the fact that he can actually play as, as a right back uh, or on the wing. So there's that. Uh, he's, he's just a guy who's really talented, uh, just constantly moving.
0: Uh, and that's why Pachuca was my dark horse pick this year. Yeah,
1: and they're doing great. So uh, They're top of the league. So,
0: so who, who's your guy to watch?
1: Me or? Yeah. No, yeah. well, I'd agree with, with Irving Lozano, but, um, yeah, uh, Irving Lozano's a guy for me. You can't really pick anybody else. Yeah,
0: Flo.
2: Yeah, Chucky. Yeah. Yeah, he's just so, he has that, to me, he has that special something. He can, he can create something. He has that speed. He can finish. Um, I, I really love him as a player.
0: It's
1: just so fun to watch. He was he was magnificent this this past weekend. I know he got a red card which I don't think it was a red card, but uh there's pictures proving otherwise <laughs> somewhat. I, I don't know if that's from that tackle, but I don't he he was great. He was arguably the best player on the field for for Pachuca just the way that they tra- transitioned the ball through through to Chucky. It's, it's very similar to what uh, Tecatito does that at Portal.
0: That's the constant comparison, isn't
1: it? Yeah. It's, he's just really fun to watch, like you say.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan. That's, I mean, let's be honest, we're all gonna watch the game, you know? Yeah. It's not something that means anything, but we're all gonna watch. And he's the one guy I would pay to see if the game was not in a baseball stadium. but. (laughs) Yeah, it's just, it'll be a fun game. Well, <clears throat> we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it, it's—I don't want to talk about too much about this since it's kind of just a meaningless game. But I don't know. one guy I would like to see if he actually plays is Jorge Torres Nilo. I feel like every time he gets called up, he gets hurt.
1: <laughs> and he's one of the few left-footed players we have.
0: And I think he was—I I believe he was the guy that um, uh, Osorio was hoping would step up. And make take care of that left back position when he was trying to move Layun. But it's not gonna happen. Layun's the left back. Yeah. yeah. Well, any, any other comments on this lineup of guys we probably won't see again?
1: Well, let's talk about Pikolene. I don't know. That's the guy we missed. <laughs> uh, I guess. I mean. I'm, I'm a Bumas fan. I don't know if it's deserved, but.
0: I do think there's know, better keepers. Yeah, do we know but... why Tala wasn't called in?
1: Well, he's trying to give these other players a try.
2: That's the other guy I was missing. Yeah,
1: like Moises Muñoz is in there either, if yeah. you recall. So yeah, he's trying to give these other players a chance. Yeah, even is thirty-four not there. years old. Yeah, uh, that's the. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't know. I, I really don't know. I mean, I can I see
0: why you call up Chui because he was he's been banged up, so whatever. But this is where I wish. Antonio Rodriguez was healthy and we could call him in. Well,
1: the thing I can see about Picolin Palacios is he's very similar to a goalkeeper, Osorio coach back at Atletico Nacional. Um, his last name was Armani, like like the clothing brand. Um, he in, He's not a very great goalkeeper, per se, but he was more of that shot-stopper, amazing reflexes kind of guy. Uh, I mean, he was an, amazing in the air, uh, if you ever watch Atletico Nacional, but, you know, he got the job done. Uh, he's very similar to, to Picolin. So, I think that's maybe what what might have attracted Osorio. Uh, but otherwise, I think there's better keepers than Picolin, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't know what to do. I mean, <laughs> this is the one name that leaked out that we were like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, that
1: and Candido Ramirez who yeah. spoke about. But, and there's something wrong with Mexico's development that we can't, we can't breed these left footed players.
0: That's, yeah, that's, that's always the problem, though, left back. Yeah. And unlike Klinsman, I guess Osorio doesn't think that anyone can play left back.
1: Yeah. Miguel <laughs> Lyon, <like>,
0: cough, cough. <laughs> uh, well, moving on. Let's move on to uh, some of these uh, questions we got in from some people. But, um, I guess, Flo, let me go to you. Do you think Mexico really does have an advantage by playing the Copa America here in the United States?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a huge advantage. If we played the, the Copa America elsewhere, you know, anywhere in South America, we obviously wouldn't have the, the fan support that we're going to have here in the United States. Um, I think Mexico in the group stages, they're playing in, and we're in Houston, and... Pasadena. Pasadena, and Phoenix, is yep. it? Yep, yep. Yeah, so those should all be heavily, you know, heavy Mexico crowds for whoever we play in the group stage. So I, I think it's without a doubt an advantage. Rafa? Do you feel the
0: same way, Rafa? Mexico has basically an advantage by playing the US did we lose Rafa
1: oh I'm sorry about that I'm here <laughs> no think? I think it's yep. no I think it's it's a complete uh, no I agree with you guys I think it's an advantage uh, they're more familiar with this territory they're, obviously there's so many friendlies they play here and the gold cup uh, they're quite used to it already um, just the fan aspect is huge. Uh, I mean, a lot of the times, most coaches say that's that's on its own, but I think it really helps. Um, I mean, when it comes to teams like Argentina, obviously there's going to be huge fans, a uh, huge fan support. But most of the time, it's going to be for Messi, not not for Argentina themselves per se. So it's different when it's the whole team that the fans are there to see. So that that should be an extra boost, at least uh, morally speaking. It's it's a morale boost for for uh, for Mexico that they're, they're basically the home team here.
0: I mean, I I do love when Mexico plays in Europe because only when they play in Europe are Mexico not, not considered the quote unquote home team. Am I right? Isn't that the only time? Yeah, like that's they're not the home team because time they play in the U.S., regardless of where they play. They're the, they're the home team. That's just the way it is. Um, another question we got was from uh, Cesar Hernandez. Always likes to throw us the oddball question. This one's not too bad, but what's the best venue in the U.S. that Mexico hasn't played a match in? It's a tough question. Hasn't played in. They have not played.
1: Because, uh, you know, I was yeah, going to jump, jump in. Is-
2: Lucas Oil Stadium,
1: well, isn't that in Indianapolis, right?
2: Yeah, Indianapolis, Lucas Oil Stadium. It's been voted uh, best NFL stadium. I think like three out of the past five years. So there's nothing
0: else to do in Indiana, man. It's,
2: that doesn't that has nothing to do with the with the <laughs> venue itself. The, the venue itself is beautiful.
1: They really like their football over there, though.
0: Yeah,
1: I've been there. It's it's a lot of Colts fans over there.
2: It's an okay,
1: okay a l- state. A lot of Notre Dame fans as well. and <laughs> Yeah, just college college football in general is big over there. Yeah.
2: Not yeah, as big it's, here. It's soccer, I mean, soccer's is big there too. Uh, Chelsea played a friendly yeah. in Indianapolis not too long ago.
0: That's cool that, you know, Indianapolis supported a Chelsea a relegation-bound team.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I should be laughing because, you know, Arsenal is not not doing very well. But what's your
0: what's your answer, Rafa? Uh
1: you know, before I read the complete question, I was going to say Cowboy Stadium because I think that's just uh, the best venue I've certainly been to. But outside of it, I, I don't know. That that's a tough one.
2: So they played there uh, against Argentina. Yeah. Oh, I was there.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. The Cowboy Stadium was, was brilliant, but I, I don't know outside of that, I I really don't know what what other venues there are.
0: There's a couple places that it's really cool. I I I've been to uh, Portland Stadium. That's a cool but, venue, but it's 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 turf field, so that kills. Are we, are we talking about
1: just U.S. venues? Or, yeah, U.S. Uh, venues. Oh, U.S. venues. Okay, yeah. I, I don't know. If there's this one stadium, just you know, full of folklore and and amazing stories that Mexico should play in, but uh, I, I don't know. That's a tough one. For me.
0: I think it'd be cool to uh, have them play at. Uh, I guess I keep hearing Red Bull Arena. It gets really loud when it gets packed. And I bet you Mexico can sell that out.
1: Oh, Red Bull Arena is a smaller. Yeah, it's only 25000
0: yeah. So that'd be cool.
1: I mean, we couldn't even fill out the stop up center here when the U23 played. So.
0: Well, that's because CONCACAF set the ticket prices at like $80.
1: Oh, that's true. That That's another
0: thing. Yeah. That's a whole other question, but it's a tough question. I mean, the only stadiums I can think of are like football stadiums, you know? Yeah, football
1: stadiums. Isn't there that one stadium in Michigan?
0: Michigan, the, the big house? Yeah. The
2: big house. Yeah, I was thinking of that, but...
0: I knew you weren't going to say anything because you're a Notre Dame fan. Yeah. <laughs> well,
2: we, don't, we don't like Michigan around here.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, another good question that says, uh, I don't know, that's...
2: One. Hey, well, I mean, I would like to also. I mean, probably. I don't know why they would, but it would be cool to see them play, like a different kind of venue. I don't know if they could ever fit in a baseball field, but you know, something something out of the ordinary would be cool Wrigley too. Field. <laughs> <laughs> why not? <laughs> no lie, I saw
0: I saw AS Roma play in Wrigley Field about three years ago. That was pretty cool.
2: Yeah,
0: we'll yeah, Michael Bradley,
2: Wrigley Field, or uh, Fenway, or you know something like that would be cool too. Yeah. I don't know why they would do it yeah. or the reason, but it would be cool. Yeah.
0: yeah. Good question. Good question. Well, I guess let's finish off the show. I know the Footmex Horse released the top twenty-five rankings, and let me just run by. Let me just run through them real quick, and we can discuss it. Discuss it real quick to close out the show. We got Chicharito, Cordado, Layun, Moreno, Tacatito, HH, Vela, Jonah, Raul, and Talavera. Top 10. And then the next 10. Aquino, Gallito, Dam, Diego, Gio, Chucky, Aguilad, Rafa, Marquez, some Memo Ochoa guy, uh, Peralta, Pizarro, Torres Nilo, Dedos, Lalo Herrera, and Gutierrez. Eric Gutierrez. Does anything that stands out to you guys? Mm,
2: the thing that stands out is that Chicha took over the number one spot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised. I know we talked about how he's been doing really well, but I'm still surprised we we snuck in there. Talavera, number ten.
1: Yeah, that's quite surprising as well. But he's been great. I'm not sure if you guys heard. Uh or read that uh, Osorio was actually at a show at uh, uh, the Azteca over the weekend. And he said that Talavera is one of the top keepers in the world and he should be playing in the Premier League, which is quite, quite a statement to make. But I guess he really believes in Talavera. But he, he, he's been great, to, to be fair.
0: He's been very consistent for the last yeah. several years. I mean, deluca has been one of the better teams in League MX, and he's been there for the last six years, starting every game.
1: I know you're probably gonna be happy, but there's that rumor that Club America's after him next season. Nah. I don't know why they. I don't know why either. They let go of Moisés Muñoz, but. Yeah.
0: It's. I mean, let's Club America. They're gonna spend money on the attacking, and we should, Club America doesn't bring back Memo on a loan. <laughs>
1: Yeah, they, maybe they should do that. Yeah. Charitable loan. <laughs>
0: um, I'm I mean I'm honestly surprised if Memo's still on the top twenty five list. He yeah. wasn't in my top twenty
1: five. He wasn't on mine either, so so
0: I'm surprised Marco Fabian didn't make the top twenty five. Yeah. Mark it's
2: the, it's the question question of the year right there.
0: I think he's gonna make it though. I think he's gonna step it up. Finish strong. Alright, well, pretty much recent of the show. Anything? Any other questions you guys have or want to talk about?
2: I have real real quick. What do you guys think of uh, Jonah since uh, we kind of all agree that we would take Ache Ache and Guardado? What do you think of Jonah for the Olympic team?
0: Uh, Naive tweeted something about that earlier tonight too. I I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't be against it. I mean, he would fit that That pro. But then, who's our next midfielder? Sent Like, central midfielder, you know? Gaito Vasquez? Yeah. You kind of need that... You need, like, a, that depth, you know, in a tournament like this. I mean, what, why not Gaito for the Olympic team?
1: You're right,
0: yeah. yeah
2: I, would, I would take either one. I love Gaito. I love Gaito more than Jonathan, so... <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, he's, I mean, Gaito's just been a force. I mean, it's kind of scary to think that he kind of only played kind of because because Chapo, right? Once Chapo Montes went down, he was supposed to be in the midfielder. Yeah, but I mean, you never know. If if Chapo doesn't go down, maybe we maybe we don't move Guardado centrally.
1: No, but, you're well, right. You're right. I mean, <laughs> yeah.
0: Cordado was just we. everyone always viewed him as a winger. And then... Well, I
1: think, yeah. You know, I think he was already playing like
0: that, but that
1: was the first time he had actually went ahead and placed him there. Yeah, I mean, it's kind but, of scary to think. <laughs> personally, I, I like the idea of Jonathan Santos. Uh, I think maybe he that's the kind of stepping stone he might need to to actually perform on a constant basis, uh, and let's not forget—I mean, the the idea of having a guy like Jonathan dos Santos and Andy Gutiérrez together in the midfield sounds tantalizing, to be honest. Yeah. That sounds impressive. Uh, Their two guys are very similar, and I think they'd be—they complement each other quite well.
0: Yeah, would be that's a, its very interesting. I'd be—I'd be, I'd be hard pressed to go either way. To say no, that's a bad idea, or yes, that's a good idea. I mean it's not a bad idea. I don't know. That's it's gonna be that's gonna keep me up, flow. Good job. So well, I, got the,
1: I got the one that everybody wants to the answer the question that everybody wants to hear is who's gonna win the Super Bowl?
0: Dude, I got money on not the Broncos. Not the Broncos. Yeah. Okay.
2: Uh, you know, uh, I think uh, Peyton Manning is going to go on top.
0: Man, we all knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> who do you got, Rafa? Panthers, of course. I know you are a big Los Angeles Rams fan.
1: Oh well, I don't know about that, but it's it's good for the city, I think. If we're talking about the Rams, I am personally not a Rams fan, but happy for for those that are Rams fan and live in LA.
0: That should be fun. Well, I mean, let's just real quick. Do you guys have any uh, games coming up this weekend? You really pumped out either League MX or uh, Mexicans Abroad? I mean, I guess the big Mexican game. Yeah, it's Leverkusen versus Bayern Munich.
1: Yeah, I can't wait for that game. That's gonna be a good Uh, game. Yeah, but in terms of the league, it's it's been a little. Now, we didn't really talk about it, but yeah, no some bad. teams have been quite impressive. We talked briefly about Pachuca and, and Santos; They're, those are teams worth watching. Uh, so the big game there is going to be Club America versus Santos. That's yeah, a big uh, game. Club America is not doing well at home, and Santos Laguna is on a roll. So that's probably the game to watch this week. Uh, there's other games: Pumas against Pachuca and Chivas versus Toluca, but America versus Santos should be good.
0: Any but and then at you know, every Pachuga game I'm gonna I'm gonna try to watch. Yeah. Just because I know they got those three stars. And then they got that young buck goalie, right? <laughs> was it his birthday today? Conejito Conejito Perez?
1: Yeah, what was that? <laughs> was his birthday today, I think? Or... Who knows,
0: man? He's eight. Am,
1: am I going crazy here? <laughs> Let me just check. Yeah. Oh, well, it's February 1, so uh-huh. I was three days
0: behind. But What is he, like, 52?
1: He's close. He's 42, huh? no, 43. Yeah. Uh-huh. So he's getting there. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, anything else with a sign off? No? No, I think we're good. All right. Well, it's been episode 13 of the Confocate Podcast. Flow, tell the fans they're gonna hear you rant about FIFA Team of the Week.
2: They can find me on Twitter at therealflow, F L O, no W. I'll be there weekly, tweeting at EA Sports asking for Chicharito Team of the Week cards, Porino Team of the Week cards, <laughs> Tecatito Team of the Week
0: cards. It doesn't matter, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> Rafa, where can the fans listen to you?
1: So I'm at MexicanFoot.com uh, on Twitter. So. You can find me there.
0: Yep, and Mexican Footcom will come at you, all the Liga MX news. Yeah. All the happenings and who's getting fired. <laughs> you can find me at <laughs> underscore <ball and laughs> Twitter. Uh, Thanks for listening, guys.